You are listening to Moving On With Pain, the podcast. This podcast is presented by the Danish Society for Pain and Physiotherapy. This episode is created with and for the European Pain Federation, EFIC. If you'd like to watch the following content in video format, you can visit the EFIC Facebook page and head to videos. We hope you enjoy today's episode. And welcome back to the studio here at the European Pain Conference, organized by EFIC. EFIC means the European Federation of IASP Chapters, but we are here in the studio now with Professor Lars Aaron Nielsen from Denmark, who is actually the president of the International Association for the Study of Pain. Welcome, Lars. Thank you so very much. Will you give us a short uh, story about you? Who are you? Well, uh, I'm a professor and I've been working in pain and pain research for the last, uh, I think, almost 30 years, <laughs> a long time. And uh, last year I was then uh, taking over the presidency of the International Association for the Study of Pain. And we have to remember that this is a global organization. The AFIG is one of the federations. We have a federation in Southeast Asia. We have a federation in Latin America. And then we have the European Federation, which is where we have this excellent and beautiful meeting here in Valencia those days. And how long are you a president for? Uh, the presidency is two years. I mean, you have two years as incoming, and then you have two years in office, and then you have two years as past president. So I'm right in the middle of it, and uh, we know we are working on implementing our, my uh, presidential tasks uh, and, and strategies. Yeah, we'll come uh, back to that. Okay, But that's before great. Before we do that, let's just have a look, because you would be sort of the person with the big overview here. So I know that this is called the Pain Awareness Month. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of awareness about pain yeah. on, on many topics, and, and the IASP is promoting that as well. Mm. Why is that relevant? I mean, it's really re- relevant to put pain on, on the agenda. I mean, as you know, I mean, one out of five is suffering from chronic pain. Uh, chronic pain has been an area which has been somehow uh, neglected. Uh, I mean, if we look at, at some of the, the common diseases, diabetes, cardiovascular diseases, and cancer, And I mean, if you take all those patients, there are actually less of those patients as compared to patients having chronic pain. Yeah. And so, so I mean, and, and the problem with the chronic pain is that it's falling in between disciplines. And I think that's the reason why, you know, sometimes uh, pain is not really getting on the agenda because, uh, you know, we have to have organizations like AFIC, like ISP, to ensure that we are presenting and making awareness around pain as a topic. Yes, because the way I understand it is, uh, so like diabetes, mm. if, if we weren't aware of it, mm. people couldn't have good diabetes treatment no. and more people would suffer from living with diabetes. Yeah. And in that way, it's similar to chronic pain, which mm. is not there yet. There's a lot of stigmatization yeah. about chronic pain yeah. and we're not aware of it because it's invisible, isn't it? You can't see yeah. it. And that's the thing. And I mean, that's why, I mean, I'm very proud actually that the ISP has managed to get chronic pain uh, into the new classification of diseases, the ICD-11. So this is the WHO classification of diseases. And we have uh, now categories uh, for different chronic pain conditions. And I think this is a very important recognition of pain as a disease. So so put very simply, now you can actually get the, the diagnosed chronic pain For yeah, a specific said. diagnosis yeah. Uh, for chronic pain, which is so important because it would make studies across the world 
much more easy to compare because we know exactly what are those patients included in that specific study. Uh, it would give us maybe an op opportunity to develop better management strategies for these specific patients because, I mean, we know the patients entering trials and we know who are actually responding. So I think uh, that classification has been a very important achievement. And we are, of course, it will going to be implemented January 2022. And we are currently, of course, setting up different ways of ensuring that we revise it uh, as we go along. And there will be some open uh, forum where we will, uh, you know, open up for input yeah. to revise or to provide some suggestions at some levels of the ICD classification. And as, as the world-leading organization in pain, of course, you have a great interest in this, but you mm. also do a lot of work, and I know it's it's two-directional, so it goes both to the patients mm. as well as to the professional society, yeah. including the researchers, of course, and the clinicians. Mm. Um, I know the IS has something called the Global Year. Yeah. Could you just briefly tell me what yeah, that is? Yeah, I mean, uh, we have various activities which are trying to put, again, pain on the agenda, on the global agenda, on the political agenda. I mean, that the decision makers are being aware of pain. So we have this month, we have the, the pain awareness month, where we every day are tweeting and providing uh, information which is helpful to put pain on the agenda, which is information related to specific topics in the field of pain. And then we do have the global year which every year is focusing on a specific problem within the pain area. Yes, because pain is very diverse, isn't it? Pain is such a diverse thing, yeah. So last year it was education in pain. We'll come right back to that. Sure. What is the global year this year? This year we are focusing on pain in the most vulnerable. And the groups we have selected are kids, elderly and demented patients. And then also, you know, some groups in between with people with with cognitive disabilities, etc., etc. But there are these two extremes, you know, the kids, the neonatals, the babies, and the elderly, and particularly the, the demanded elderly. And I know you could talk for ages about this. I can this, talk about ages for ages yeah. about this, yeah. <laughs> but but why, why are they vulnerable? What makes them vulnerable? Can you say that really you, short? I mean, fundamentally, because, I mean, if you look at the, the, the treatment of those, it's inadequate. They receive far less attention and they re receive far less uh, problem management. I mean, the more demanded you get, the less uh, pain management you get. But I mean, do the pain disappear because you're getting demanded? I don't think so. No. And and is it is it true that these would also be the groups who've, who are struggling more to explain how they feel? That's the thing. And I mean, babies, uh, neonatals, I mean, they cannot ex explain pain. But I mean, we know that the more frequent painful events those kids go through, the more vulnerable they will be later on in life and the, the brain is maturing less fast. So, I mean, it, it has a massive implication. Yeah. And I mean, for years, I mean, we were struggling because politicians say, well, you don't die from pain. Well, but fundamentally, you die from having chronic pain. Your lifespan is reduced. There's a tons of studies now showing that if you do have chronic pain, uh, you're getting, uh, you, you, have a, you have a shorter life. Yeah. Probably because, I mean, you may be less active. And I mean, there are many other as You're getting yeah. isolated. You're getting uh, socially, you know, you have it socially yeah. impacted. I mean, there's yeah. so many things. There's really so many. And and this is probably also why IASP uses a lot of the energy to educate others. And I know you just relaunched an educational platform, which yeah. is 
So I know EFIC has one and you have yeah. one. Why do we need all this Yeah, education. I mean, that was uh, really one of my strategies, I mean, to, uh, and we asked all our members, the ISP members, and they said, okay, education is really very important. So, uh, and we have had, you know, various uh, activities going on, but then over the last year, we have really emphasized very strongly on building up a new platform for educational resources. And we have this called, so it's called PERC. For, so all members of the ISP, they can tab in to this resource and they can download and they can watch Uh, lectures from different meetings and we are lo uploading uh, various material. So this kind of uh, educational platform, I think, is, is a very major achievement. And I mean, there's still a massive need for education. Yeah. I mean, there's a need for educating students that within all disciplines, physio, nurses, medical doctors, etc. And there is also a a substantial uh, need for continued education. And we are now offering uh, these continued uh, educational credits. And let's, I know you're doing much more than that, but in, in the realms of time, could we, could we talk about what EFIC, or sorry, what IASP is doing for patients? That's a very good uh, topic because, I mean, that was one of the other uh, strategic actions which I have been pushing uh, during my presidency. And I'm very happy to say that we now have established a global patient forum uh, where we're integrating patients, patient organizations into the organization. They are now on scientific program committees for the next world conference in Amsterdam next year. Oh, uh, They are on local arrangement committees. And we are now working on how to establish a specific a membership group of patients so that they can be part of ISP, they yeah. can be members of ISP, and we're working on the bylaws for that specific So things are really on the move here. It's not only for... So it's called the International Association for Study of Pain, but at some point it might be the International Association for Pain, wouldn't it? it yeah, and I mean, for the direction. awareness of pain and for yeah. the education of pain yeah. and for the study and of policies, pain and for the policy of pain. I mean, that's what the global organization should be. And I think everybody who's member of ISP should be very proud of being a member of such an organization which is trying trying to change the, the global agenda. And that's really what we're trying to do. So just before we end off, I, I really want to know, so you have two years to do this job and it's got to be a tremendous work, of course, because I know you have your job as professor at Noble <laughs> University on the side as well. So yeah. you, you're basically doing two full-time jobs. Yeah. And I know you as an ambitious man as well. <laughs> so is there anything you want to do before your presidency runs out? Yeah, I mean, I have start, I've started quite a few things. And I mean, I think we're getting anything to... Anything more, I should nah, say. Yeah, well, we're getting to the limit now. But uh, there's one thing which I would like to... Uh, to initiate uh, and keep going uh, for the future. I mean, that's something about integrating function much more in into the pain field. Yeah. I mean, we have uh, physios, we have rehab doctors, and we have other areas where function is a very important feature. But in pain, I mean, we have been very bad in focusing on function. So, I mean, my, my plan is, I mean, and I'm working on it, and it has to do with the international classification of, 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 of function also with the yeah. ICF. And uh, I'm setting up a presidential task force focusing on trying to integrate and try to find out which kind of assessment tools should we implement in, in the pain field. I mean, at the GP level, at all, yeah. kind of, all kinds of levels That where we're dealing amazing. with pain, yeah. we need function. And I think this, this really ties in with where we are at the point because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people saying we can't only use a VAS scale no. and you can't say intensity of pain no. is everything that's no. going on no. with chronic pain. No. So 
This seems really timely. And, yeah, and, and if we ask passion, what are the most important thing for you? I mean, it's pain, of course. And the other thing is function. Yeah. So, I mean, we have to assess both, both dimensions. Yes, that's wonderful. Oh, uh, I want to thank you very much for joining us. Is there anything you want to say before we start? No, but I mean, I, thanks a lot for this initiative. I think it's uh, part of the awareness and it's part of the global strategy for ISP also. I mean, to be present and to talk about pain and make politicians aware that pain is an issue. And yeah, It's interesting. So this year, there's uh, 3,600 participants, which is a really nice number for a big congress like this. Yeah. But in four days, we have already almost reached 20,000 people on the internet as well. I mean, that's really amazing. I mean, and, and this model, I'm going to repl- replicate that at the World Conference on Pain uh, in Amsterdam in the beginning of August next year. So, so uh, Amsterdam, August next year. Tune, tune in, everyone, there. on Facebook. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank for you so much. Us.